on Tuesday morning, the church wardens and I were talking about the year so far. And we got into a really good conversation about what indicates or what initiates church growth. And so we identified a few things. We identified uh, having a, a professional and informative website really helps. Having a, a presence on social media with good branding really helps. Making sure families and children feel welcome. And finally, and probably the most important, church growth happens when leaders are feeders. When God's people step up and take ownership of God's mission. And this is the central point of Jesus' conversation with Peter. And that is the pastoral priority of the church. That means you and me. We are the church. The pastoral priority of the church is to lead and feed. And when that is a priority in the life of the church, growth and new life ensures. So let's get into this gospel text and explore that whole idea this morning. The situation is that Jesus is raised from the dead. This is his third appearance and it's by the Sea of Galilee. He has just performed a miracle by telling them to drop their net on the other side of the boat and they gathered 153 big fish into the net. I don't know why the Gospel says 153. There's probably a really good reason for that. Something we might get into another time. They recognise it's Jesus. Peter dives into the... I can't believe he was naked in the boat. Peter puts up some clothes, dives into the water and leaves the others to drag the net to shore. And they had breakfast with Jesus. And then comes these questions, these, these heart-thumping questions, John 21, 15 and 17. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he says, you know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus says, take care of my sheep. A third time he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now, just a few weeks earlier, in John chapter 13, 36 to 38, on the night of Jesus' betrayal, there was an exchange between Jesus and Peter. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered, where I'm going, you cannot follow me, but you will follow afterwards. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, you will lay down your life for me. Very truly, I tell you, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. In other words, I know four things you don't know, Peter. First, you're going to deny me three times. Second, you don't love me the way that you should. And third, and because you don't love me, you can't follow me now. And fourth, you will follow me afterward. Now, I love the sovereignty of Jesus. He says, he, he says, Peter, I know your ups and downs. Nothing surprises me. I've got all this under control. Your sin is certain. And your forgiveness, your redemption, your serving, your following, and your rock-like role is also certain. That's an amazing statement here. And the, the way Luke puts it in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 32, he says, Simon, Simon, listen. 
Satan has demanded to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that you that, that your own faith will not fail. And you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So Jesus prayed for Peter. He knew the answer. Peter's faith and love and courage failed, but not utterly. Not like Judas's. He was saying to Peter, you will follow me after, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. The reason that you're going to have to have strength to strengthen your brothers and do the work I call you to do, that you're going to love me then. You're going to love me then. So here we are by the sea. Three questions correspond to three denials. Peter had said, I deny you, I deny you, I deny you. Then I love you, I love you, I love you. And Jesus responds three times. Feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. In John chapter 14, Jesus said three statements about love and obedience. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is who loves me. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And now he applies that to Peter, right here in this situation. He says, feed them, feed them, and that, that call to feed the sheep interprets the obedience to shepherding. It interprets the obedience to pastoral caring. Jesus said, feed, shepherd, and feed. So, what does Jesus mean by shepherding the people? He means feed them. And what should Peter feed them with? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Jesus says, if anyone eats this bread, they will live forever. Jesus said, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Now, that last statement was so bizarre committing cannibalism, as it were, some thought. The people just left. They thought, he's crazy. And look at that verse, John 6, 6, 6. Many disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. However, Jesus did clarify what he meant a couple of verses earlier in John 6, 63. If the Spirit, it, it, is, it is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. He is saying, it's the words. If you want to have the life that I give, feed on my words. My words are spirit and life. And so when we come to John 21, our text today, and we hear Jesus say, feed my sheep, we now understand what Jesus means. Feed them with my word. I am the life-giving nourishment that they will receive through the fullness of when you feed them with my words. And so, as he said earlier, the central point, as we said earlier, the central point of Jesus' conversation was leading by feeding. The question is, 
what happens when you feed sheep well with the Lord's, with the, with the words of Jesus, with the Lord's word. Well, Jesus tells us in John chapter 10, the sheep hear his word, his voice. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow for they do not know the voice of a stranger. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. See, faithful shepherds and faithful pastoral carers and faithful followers of Jesus are so relentless in feeding with the word of Christ. The true sheep hear that. They taste the food of the word and they follow that shepherd or they come to that church or they support that ministry. And so, my friends, that's the only kind of followers that you want. You don't want non-sheep following you. Now, if that, if, if, if the main point is the central work of a faithful follower and shepherd is to lead by feeding, if that's the main point, where does that come from? Where does the shepherd or faithful follower get that capacity? And how do they do it? And where does that lead them? So there's, there's some points there that I want to explore. The first is, where does it come from? Where does the ability to be the faithful follower, to lead and feed, come from? Well, it's right here in our text this morning. It comes from loving Jesus. He says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Shepherd my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. It's just that clear this morning. It's unmistakable. You don't need a high level of education to see that. Love of Jesus overflows in feeding the flock with the words of Jesus. That's what lovers of Jesus do. They feed people with the words of Jesus. Now let's make, let me make a clarification here. And let's not jump to the conclusion that loving Jesus means obeying Jesus. That's not what it says. Loving Jesus causes you to obey Jesus. That's a very, very important distinction. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I've had arguments with people that, that, that said that loving Jesus is obedience. It's not. Loving Jesus results in obedience. They're not the same thing. Loving Jesus means receiving the bread and the drinking of the living water and saying, that's really good. I'm satisfied with that bread and that water. I am in love with that bread and with that water. That's what love is to Jesus. And that's what, what Jesus means when he says, whoever loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So when Peter asks, do you love me? Do you love me? He means, Peter, do you value me as all satisfying bread? Peter, do you value me as all satisfying living water? Am I your soul's treasure? That's what loving Jesus is. And so the first and the greatest battle in this mission that we call church is loving Jesus. Because it's a battle to love Jesus more than money. 
It's a battle this morning to love Jesus more than fame and more than comfort and more than power, more than family and more than life. Psalm 63 verse 3 says, Your steadfast love is better than life. And so, my friends, I challenge you. Give yourself to this great task every day. Feed on Jesus to your own soul's satisfaction. That's where leading and feeding comes from for us all. My friends, I challenge you to step out and lead in some capacity. Lead in your family. Lead with your friends. Lead some friends to Jesus. Anybody is a leader, and everybody this morning is a leader at some level, and therefore this gospel text is for every believer this morning. So our second point is, how do we do it? Leading by feeding happens, or not, everywhere you open your mouth. Leading by feeding happens, or not, everywhere you open your mouth and everywhere you put your finger on a keyboard, with an email, with a Facebook post, with whatever. The fulcrum, the tipping point, is feeding. Am I feeding? Am I leading by feeding? My friends, every time we open our mouths, we lead someone somewhere. Every time we write something or say something, we will feed and lead or not. A moment ago I said that the only, that, that the only uh, following that we want are sheep. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Sadly, some of Jesus' sheep are scattered. John 10, 16 says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Jesus' sheep are everywhere. You can't see them. Many times they're dead in their sin right now. They don't look like followers of Jesus yet. But in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, the voice of Jesus speaks and they will awaken. I've been in church ministry now for over 30 years and I've heard hundreds of new ideas just blow in the wind all the time about how to lead a church, about how to grow a church. But one thing has not changed and one thing will never change. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That will never change. Leading by feeding happens everywhere you and I open our mouths. Number three. Where does leading by feeding take us? Let's read what Jesus says in John chapter 21, 18 to 19. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten your belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would, be, he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Just weeks before this, Peter said, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus' reply was, you're not going to follow me now. You're not ready. You don't love me as you ought. You don't have the courage to do what you say you're going to do. But you will follow me afterward. But now 
He is saying to him, you're ready, Peter. You're going to follow me in you're going to follow me all the way. You're going to follow me all the way. You're going to be crucified. And that's why I'm testing you. With that, every romantic notion evaporates, doesn't it? It means crucifixion for Peter. However, martyrdom is not the point here. The main point is found in verse 19. Jesus said, this to show by which kind of death Peter would glorify God. Living and dying to the glory of God. That's the point this morning. Living and dying to the glory of God. That's where leading and feeding leads. If we feed on Christ daily and find our deepest joy in Him, and if that's what comes from that, overflowing in feeding others, God will be glorified. We will all live out our lives and then we will die. That's the fate of us all. That's the destiny of us all. However, there's no better way to live than leading by feeding. There's no better way to live fruitfully as a faithful follower of Jesus than leading by feeding. Please pray with me. Father, forgive me for my failures, sins, and moments of unfaithfulness. Restore me to your service. Renew me in my passion for holiness and rekindle me with your spirit. I want to honour and serve you always. And I pray this in the precious name of Jesus.